0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Universal Freemason Podcast. This is season two, episode four. I'm your host, J.T. Asher, president and founder of the Universal Freemason Research Society, which is a non profit educational organization teaching Masonic philosophies to the masses as a means to improve society as we improve ourselves individually. Brother Tyler has been dismissed. The podcast doors are wide open. Everyone is welcome. There are no secrets here. (laughs) All right. Well, okay. Thank you. Uh, Thank you everyone for joining me once again. As we delve into the mystical and wide-ranging subject matter of Masonic philosophies, I am extremely humbled by the time you take out of your day to listen to this podcast. And I do apologize again for the time in between episodes of late. And I do appreciate your patience. Uh, Just got uh, the second COVID a vaccine shot yesterday, Moderna, uh, me and my wife did, uh, so feeling a little bit under the weather today, probably unrelated because it is allergy season too, but me and my wife both have kind of been coughing a little bit, nothing horrible that would, you know, concern us, but it's, uh, my throat's a little gone, so if you, I hope you'll pardon me if, uh, my voice quality is a little off today, too. Uh, also, still dealing with some items that occurred at the workplace uh, that I touched on last episode. I won't uh, delve back into that again today. Uh, so, you know, I am a little bit distracted uh, with the goings-on with that. But here we are today uh, with, uh, with the new podcast episode, and uh, as always, I'm... Uh, when i get to these i'm always excited to to uh uh to get these produced and get these done uh now having said that i also i did run into a little bit of a of an interesting dilemma uh with uh the pike study uh as i mentioned we were going to do three episodes or so or uh, maybe six episodes uh dealing with the first three chapters of the uh, morals and dogma. And what I found is uh, you know when I delved into Pike's works so many years ago, and remember I have, I do have the blog on WordPress, the uh, masonicme.wordpress.com, and then there's also the Morals and dogma the earlier chapters, of course, are on the WordPress, and then the uh, Blogspot.com is some of the later chapters. But anyway, as I delved into those several years ago, I had this uh, really uh, high level of excitement to do the to do the work, and things flowed. Um, it was easy for me to sit down and write those opinions and studies. And also I was balancing the, the magazine article as well based on the same uh, blogs that I that I had at the time. But what's happened is at this juncture, I am, for whatever reason it is, I'm feeling difficult to get interested in the subject matter with morals and dogma again. Not that I don't still love the book, and not that I still don't love the writings of Albert Pike, but it's becoming difficult, and what it is, it's also causing some delay in producing the podcast, where I go pick up Morals and Dogma, I start reading it, and I I don't feel the excitement and inspiration that I did, and this was uh, six or seven years ago. So for now, I'm gonna let that blog stand on its own. And I think I mentioned this before, but I'll state again a quote from the legendary music producer, Quincy Jones, where he explains the feeling and inspiration and creative types where everything is clicking and you know you are creating something special. And Quincy Jones describes those moments usually it's in a recording studio, uh, where God is in the room. And that's a Quincy Jones quote, a Quincy Jones quote. God is in the room, you feel inspiration and creativity flowing, and you know you're creating something special. Uh, For instance, if you've ever been to a concert and you left the venue just kind of floating, you feel out of body, uh, where you know you just encounter something very special... That is what Quincy Jones is describing, and uh, when I would sit down to write the Pike studies <clears throat> six, seven years ago, you know that's also how I felt. You know, God was in the room. It was almost like and I, I people look you know look at me side eyed when I say this, and I don't mean this literally, but very figure very figuratively it felt like almost Pike was sitting next to me and telling me what he was trying to say in those chapters. So it was very interesting. It was words and ideas just flowed. And I could just feel a presence there and I knew I was doing the right thing at that time. But as I go to do it now, I, I don't have that feeling. And it doesn't feel like God is in the room with that subject matter uh, at this time. So uh, what I'm gonna do, we're gonna switch gears a little bit. We're gonna stay on board with Albert Pike, but we're gonna switch to another book. And we're gonna switch to uh, Albert Pike's Magnum Opus. And we're going to explore the lectures from the fourth to the thirty-second, or let's let's just call it the fourth through the seventh degrees of Magnum Opus for now. Uh, that'll be about. That'll only take us about two or three podcast episodes to do. And we're going to start that today. We're going to start with the, the fourth degree, and the fourth degree in Scottish Rite Freemasonry is basically the first degree on your journey into the scottish rite and the fourth degree is called the secret master degree the first three degrees all remember and no matter how you enter freemasonry the first three degrees are always known as the blue lodge degrees and once you become a master mason once you receive your third degree and you become a master mason you have the ability to make a choice if you want to further uh, that journey. And you can go with uh, one of two ways, basically. One is the Royal Arts degree, and the other one's the Scottish Rite Freemasonry. My choice was Scottish Rite because Scottish Rite is a bit more introspective uh than uh, Royal Arch. Royal Arch seems to delve into a little bit more uh, religious, I'd say, aspects. Kind of a more uh, Judeo-Christian look at things where Scottish Rite seems to be a lot more esoteric. And uh, that was that was my choice. And uh, that's why I uh, spend a lot of time on the podcast we're talking about esoteric Freemasonry because it's a passion of mine. Anyway, uh, so we're going to start that today. We'll start with uh, excerpts from the uh, fourth degree or secret master degree lecture. We're going to start with an expert with that right after these messages from our sponsor, Anchor Podcast App. This is the Universal Freemason podcast okay everyone i'm I am back and uh, I welcome you back and thank you thank you thank you so much for joining me today and and just to clarify uh, from our last segment let 's just clarify that uh, i 'm not done with morals and dogma we will We will delve into that again together, but I'm just waiting for the conditions to be right, my inspiration to be correct, and uh, for, as Quincy Jones put it, for God to be back in the room again, okay? So right now, let's read this excerpt from page 67 of Albert Pike's wonderful book, Magnum Opus. And it goes like this Masonry is useful to all men. The learned or educated, because it affords them the opportunity of exercising their talents upon subjects eminently worthy of their attention. To the illiterate, because it offers them important instruction. To the young, because it presents them with salutary precepts and good examples and a customs them to reflect upon the proper mode of living to the man of the world whom it furnishes with noble and useful recreation to the traveler whom it enables to find friends and brothers and countries where else he would be isolated and solitary To the worthy man in misfortune, to whom it gives assistance. To the afflicted, to whom it lavishes consolation. To the charitable man, it enables to do more good by uniting him with those who are charitable like himself. And to all who have a soul capable of appreciating its importance and of enjoying the charms of a friendship founded on the same principles of religion, morality, and philanthropy. A Freemason should be a man of honor and of conscience, preferring his duty to everything beside even his life, independent in his opinion and of good morals. Submissive to the laws, devoted to humanity, to his country, to his family, kind and indulgent to his brethren, friend of all virtuous men, and ready to assist his fellows by all the means of his power. Thus will you be faithful to yourself, to your fellows, and to God. And this will you do honor to the same name and rank of secret master, which, like other Masonic honors, degrades if it is not deserved. That's uh, Albert Pike from Magnum Opus, page 67 and 68, secret master. So... Let's kind of go over this excerpt a little bit. And in in this excerpt from the fourth degree, Pike tells us that Freemasonry is not just for the elite. Freemasonry is useful to all people from all backgrounds, not just the elite few. And I know sometimes we as Masons, we like to feel like, we have this wonderful, uh, I guess, responsibility or wonder, you know, we're this these chosen few, we're the ones that have this knowledge, but it's available to all. And that's one of the reasons why Universal Freemason Research Society exists. These principles and these philosophies are for humankind. It's not for just an elite few, and it's not to be kept Um, secret. Of course, there are obligations we have where some things are definitely secret, but these philosophies are not so. And in in reality, Freemasonry offers everything the searcher seeks from it, as we read in uh, in this last excerpt. And this is why in my observance of Freemasonry, it is exceedingly hard to answer the question What is Freemasonry? Because Freemasonry is what an individual seeks from it. And Freemasonry cannot be owned by any one entity, as Freemasonry is indeed a spirit that mankind can tap into to fulfill our places in society and within the universal mind. So, That begs the question, what is Freemasonry to you individually? Does your Masonic path fulfill you? And if not, just realize there are many paths in Freemasonry. So it is very possible to find the path that is fulfilling to you if you are not fulfilled in your current Masonic path. And that's why I love Freemasonry so much. Um our Masonic paths don't necessarily all lead to being proficient in the lodge room though our lodge rooms need us and we do have obligations in the lodge room for sure but all of our paths aren't necessarily about rounding the you know the uh the chairs and becoming worshipful master that's that doesn't have to be for everybody my Masonic path uh took me to share to teach and to share with whomever will listen, whomever is open uh, to these philosophies, my Masonic path was to find a way to share this knowledge and as a means to improve society. Remember, as we improve ourselves individually, society improves. When we become a more perfect Ashlar, as we discussed in our last episode, uh, the building blocks become uh, more smooth and it's easier to build a better society when we have uh, people with with better ideas and better ways of living and better ways of thinking and selflessness uh, rules the day. That's when we find out that we have a better society as we better ourselves. As I mentioned, I love Freemasonry. I love everything about it. And I hope that that passion comes across to you. And I hope that uh, this helps you to uh, be better on your Masonic path. And if you're not a member of a lodge, and if you're uh, just trying to figure out what Freemasonry is and the the philosophies of Freemasonry, I hope that this helps you on your daily life too to consider some other ways of thinking that maybe you've never heard before. Okay, and that's going to do it for this episode. Uh I really once again I can't say enough and you're probably sick of hearing it, but thank you so much for t- making this a, a part of your life. <clears throat> uh be sure to let me know what you think at uh, universalfreemason Universal Freemason03 at gmail.com is my email address. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at the letter U Freemason. And uh, you can also direct message me there. And really, I appreciate uh, 3,600 plays of the podcast uh, since March of 2020. Uh, blows me away. I didn't expect to see half of that. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, all right. Well, this has been the Universal Freemason Podcast. Thank you for listening. Go in peace, soul mote it be